All right. When you get there, if you would, look up this way. Amen. And after 30 minutes, just look this way anyhow. Nobody will have another difference. Amen. Page 1306. Several months ago, you still looking? All right. Page 1306. I'm supposed to give you the numbers. Just go to the number. 1306. Uh, several months ago, I, Darlene had some uh, sores and blisters in her mouth. I took her to the doctor and he said, I'm going to prescribe her some magic mouthwash. Took to the prescription to the drugstore and the, the druggist said, well now, you'll need to wait a while. He said, I've got to put a all these ingredients, about five or six different ingredients. Uh, there's some lanocaine in here. There's antibiotics in here. Uh, there's a little bit of liquor in here. No, I just asked to see if you're listening. There's, uh, uh, there's all these ingredients. They, they measure out, and he, he measured them all out into this bottle. And when he got done, he, he put this big yellow sticker on it and said, before using, shake well. And um, I was thinking about that, and the other day a precious lady asked me the question. It was a good question. It's one I've asked myself, and no doubt you have asked yourself the same question. A lot of things in her home was seemingly tearing up and and she said, I want what 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 are we doing wrong? And we've all asked that question, have we not? Man, what am I doing wrong? Well the truth is they may be doing something right. Because we're not in charge of the ingredients God puts in our life. But the ingredients, all of them individually, even though they were very good, the only way the medicine could really perform the way it was supposed to was before using shake well. All of them ingredients had to be shaken together to make one. Kind of like Romans 8.28. For we know that all things, ingredients, work together for those who are called, that love God and are called according to His purpose. Kind of sounds like that, doesn't it? The idea being, though, it all has to be shaken well. So tonight, with the help of God, I want to preach on before using, shake well. Maybe, just maybe, you're in the middle of Lord shaking your life. I have never in my in 25 years, I have never seen a more horrendous year of sickness in my lifetime. I talked to other pastors and 
and uh, not just our church, all everywhere, schools and daycares, and it's just so uh, broad and rampant, and uh, it's just unbelievable all that's been shaken. And maybe, just maybe, God is shaking your life. And you're wondering, what, what is a happening? Well, before using, before using, shake well. James chapter 1, and let's look at that tonight. James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. But let your patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth all men liberally, and upbreath not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Before I pray, let me make mention the nursery. Miss Angie and Melissa's watching our nursery, so if you need that tonight, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray take this simple thought tonight. May it find a lodging place. May it be an encouragement to your people that might be in the middle of being a shaking time. God, I pray, may they see beyond that. The Lord, just maybe you're readying them to be used for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. James begins this with testing and temptation. And he says that the testings and the temptations are for, our, for a purpose and for our profit. And a lot of times in the middle of these Shaking times, we are prone to say, Why, Lord? What are you doing, Lord? And to wonder what is going on. Much like the question, What are we doing wrong? And oh, Lord, we've all asked that question. Amen. But may I give you three reasons tonight? Why God allows His people to be tested. First of all, I want you to see it is for our enlargement. For our enlargement. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. Knowing this, that to try new your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The first thing God desires to do is to move us. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. The ideal is this, that the testing times move us. You understand that 
we all have a tendency. We, well, it's not a tendency. We all have our comfort zone. That area, that, that routine, that thing that we are very comfortable within and we operate our lives within a, 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 a comfort zone, if you will. How many of you took a nap today? How many of you taking up every Sunday? Praise God. Comfort zone. What God does in these times of testings, a testing jolts us out of a comfort zone. Now tonight, I, I, I'm going to alarm you if if you have the tendency or don't know your Bible, but you're going to find God's not near as interested in your comfort zone as He is your being molded and made for His glory and honor. As a matter of fact, you read your Bible. Uh, how many would agree with me? Paul was one of the greatest men used in the Word of God. Pin more of the New Testament down. Well, well break down. How many times you read he was comfortable? He was in prison. Most of them were written in prison. He was in stocks. He's left for dead. He's beaten. Well, one thing for sure and certain, he, didn't, he wasn't comfortable. And many times God allows these times of testings. And what these testings do, these testing times will prove to you truly what you have. It will display just how spiritual you really are. It's I, I, I praise God for it. It's good. It's good to praise God when everything's going good and all the bills just paid and and God moves you. It's good, but boy, it's doubly good when you're fight, find yourself being shaken well. I mean, shaken well. I ain't sure my lid's real good. I'm not, not sure. Shaken well, and you can still praise God. That's when you really got something real. Why, some of our church, I, I pray for them all week. Boy, their life's being shaken. And I don't understand that. I don't try that. I'm not God. I don't understand that. And I'm praying for them. Boy, it's tough in the, in the middle of, of being shaken well that you can look to God and say, God, I, I want to praise you in the midst of this trial and this testing. That really proves what you got. Here was a, a temptation and trial means to be tested. Be tested. Now, regardless of what kind of faith you have with your lips, if you say, I got faith, God will test it to see how much faith you got. I use this illustration. You can go down here, cream, you can buy some PVCC pipe, or, and, and it's got stamped on there, 100 pounds pressure, 125 pounds pressure. Do you know how they know that? They test it. They know it'll hold that much pressure. 
You know how God tests, uh, knows how much faith you have? He tests you. He puts the shaking times. And it is to move us. Classic, classic example was Job. Now, the manifold just simply means different, all different kinds. As a matter of fact, just like the ingredients in this, in this bottle, God's in control of the ingredients. Folks, we don't get to control the ingredients. He controls the ingredients. But just like the ingredients, they're all manifold. Some of your testing might come through your marriage. Some might be on a job. Some might be finance. Some might be health. All different kinds of testing. Manifold testing and trials. God brings him. And he does that to move us because we get in a comfort zone. Next month, Lord's willing, in the month of March, we, we're going to proclaim month of March bus month. And we're going to start a, a, a a spring program. I'll tell you some more about that, but it's, um, and, and we're going to, to really promote our buses and get busy visiting and, and work and push. You know why? You know why? Because we need to be moved out of our comfort zone. We need to be moved. And sometimes when God says, before using, before using, before I can use you, hey, Hey, you, I need to shake you well. I need to shake you well. It's to move you. Second, it's to mellow us. Knowing this, knowing this, don't have to guess that the trying of your faith worketh patience. That's why James said, kind all joy. He said this, Your loving Heavenly Father is too caring to be unkind and too wise to make any mistakes. Satan, don't miss this, Satan was not allowed at any time to do anything to Job without God's divine permission. Hey, may I help you? Devil cannot do nothing. Boy, somebody says, boy, the devil's attacking me. May I beg your pardon. He can do nothing without God's permission. He has to get God's permission. And if God is allowing you a trial, if God has got you shaking, He's probably wanting to use you. It's not that you're doing wrong. It might be... You're just doing right. He said, it'll mellow us. Satan was not allowed. Paul and Silas, this is why. Paul and Silas, beaten, bruised, thrown in a jail in Philippi, defeated, tortured in stocks. That's the reason they could sing in the midnight hour. And their singing had such an influence on a testimony that the, the, the jailer was saved. The prisoners didn't leave. James was well aware the Hebrew Christians were being persecuted for their faith. By the way, today, this day, 
Jewish believers, Christian, Jewish Christians often pay a high price for their faith. First of all, he, he, he enlarges us to move us, to mellow us. Number three, to mature us. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Testing is a process. And it has to go on until maturity is reached. If we're ever to be a people of Christian character. The word perfect has the ideal of maturing. Has the ideal of, uh, of growing up. And oh, if there's ever a day, God's people. I, I really, I say this, I say this so kindly. And I hope you get my heart. I, I, I fear for God's people. I see us getting knocked off center for, with such little things. I see us, I see us getting knocked off center for, for just, just about, I, I, I see God's people so quickly lay aside serving God. I see God's people so quickly getting moved off center. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, and Satan cometh down having great wrath, for he knoweth he hath a short time. He's not playing games. He's serious about attacking God and God's church and God's people. And here's what I fear. If footmen, if footmen tire you, what are you going to do when the horsemen come? And that, that, that concerns me. When the real test comes, when the real battle comes, no, our, our battles, can I, can I help you? I, I don't want to be unkind. I really don't. I prayed about this. I really don't want to be unkind. But I'm honest with you, so much of our Christianity is so petty. They didn't shake my hand. I don't know what I'm crying. I'm they shake my hand. No, we ain't going to shake your hand. You might be diseased. He told me I was diseased. I ain't going to quit. I'm serious. We're so, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what are you going to do when you've got to take a stand and it means prison or your life for the cause of Christ? If we're buckling now, what are you going to do then? And you say, well, the Lord's going to come before then. You don't know where we'll be before the Lord comes. Well, it's just like, I, I, I'm sincere. I don't want to hurt you, but I'm sincere. Boy, you, you want a strong marriage? Don't be petty. Don't be petty. It's amazing. People fuss and quarrel and hang on to stuff for, for you. Chunk that mess. Obey God for your part, and it'll work. Only takes one good Christian to make it. Because, I, I, and God says, I want to shake you. He said, before using, I got to shake you well. Because 
I want to mature you. I need to grow you up. Let me, let me help you. Boy, I appreciate those that sing. I do. Boy, Joy, I thank God for you. You do, you do so good. I thank God for everybody that sings. But, but I'm going to, please don't, I'm going to get in trouble before night's out, but please hear me. Don't get up and sing if you can't handle the battle that's going to come. You realize, if you publicly sing, your praise is to God. Do you reckon, do you understand the devil's going to say, God's going to say, well, I wonder how much they believe what they just sung. If you preach, you're going to be tested. Can I say, I appreciate those of you that praise God. I do thank God, but understand something. Do you really believe? Do you really believe that you're going to stand up? Well, I want to praise God for His goodness. And Satan looked the other way and say, I don't mean nothing. You're just praised His enemy. Do you think he's not going to retaliate? Do you not think he's going to be a problem? Why, I've seen this happen so many times. Well, God moves in a good service here, and we have a blessed time, and the next service, half the people's out. Next service is down, and it takes two or three weeks to get it back up. You know why? Because the devil hates that. And you've got to realize, if you're going to be used, he's going to shoot. Before using, shake well. You may not be on the handle of shaking. Patience is a farmer's word. You plant the seed, plow the field, plant the seed, and you wait for the harvest. Patience is a photographer's word. You have to wait till the picture develops. Patience is an astronomer's word. You gotta wait as plants all come in alignment. Patience is nature's word. Time, time exists in ripening uh, a peach or an orange or all kind, all its parts. Patience, patience is God's word. God is never in a hurry, and God's word for us is to wait. Boy, don't you hate that word? We live in a day that is so built around fast food restaurants, instant news, instant enlargement. But God's Word has not changed. God is not moved by the society of our day. I went, no, no, no! God is not moved by that at all. And God's still, if He enlarges you, I'm talking about if you want to be used, if you want to be used, He's going to test you, and that's part of enlargement. Second, it's enlightenment. Now, this is really where I want to get to, because I believe this will help you. He says in verse 8, now let me stop. I, I've done this. In my, in my, I have a prayer. I have a list of Bible verses I, I pray every day. And on... This is James 1, 5. If any of you lack wisdom, they ask of God that giveth all men liberally and upbreath not, and it should be given him. And I, I don't think God minds me praying for that. I, I think I need wisdom. But 
in the context of this scripture, that's not what it means. Here's what it means. It says, in the middle of the shaking, he said, you're going to need wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, number one, wisdom is required. What God is saying is this. Life's testings can be very perplexing, very challenging. How many of you robed in flesh? You can go ahead and say all of us. All of us. Some of you hats, but I don't know. About any. You're robed in flesh. This old flesh, when the testing time comes, it's perplexing. It, it just rocks your world. Folks, they ate some of our church this week. Their, their, their world's been rocked to no end. You, you just wouldn't believe. Why you're... Let me, let me say this. If you, you just realize there's they a whole lot more people who had it worse. You've had a bad week because you stumped your toe. There's a lot of people who had it. Really had a, a lot of things rocked the world. Um, Miss Linda's, her, her world's been locked this week. Um, you, you don't, you, you can't imagine what it means to bear your child. And I, I'm going to tell you something, well, your child's a year old or 90 years old, your child never quits being your child. I mean, I don't care how old they get. My babies is my babies. They don't change. And I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine bearing a child. And she's had to live that this week. world's been locked. Miss Charles has been in the hospital. I, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I hope you don't mind. She's been in the hospital all week. And uh, just test after test. The world's been rocked this week. What God's saying here, if any of you lack wisdom, He's quite saying it. You're going to need wisdom to understand this. It's not natural for us to understand this. We're not designed for it to be natural for us to understand the shaking. When God shakes, when God's doing the shaking, it ain't natural for us to say, Oh boy, hallelujah, I understand this. No, it's not. The natural tendency of being robed in flesh is saying, Oh God, what are you doing? And the Bible says, wisdom is required. Now, the great question of wisdom is why? You two ladies, have you asked why this week? Probably more times than you could ever imagine. Have you asked why this week? Some of you have. And, and, and the natural question is why? First thing that Job did, said after the cursing of his birth, he's lost ten children. Ten. He's got a rebellious wife. You discouraged him. Won't you curse God and die? He, he, he's lost everything. He's lost his health. 
Job said this, Why died I not from the womb? Why did I not give up the ghost when I came out of the belly? Why did not did the knees prevent me? Or why the breast that should I should suck? He said, Why, why, why? Don't miss this. God's answer for Job's why was this. Who? Job in 38, God begins to say. Where was you when I laid the foundations of the world? Where was you when I thrown the stars in the sky and put the sun there? Well, he went through all these questions all about who he was. And what God does in the midst when you start beginning to pray for wisdom, what God does, He'll move you from the why to the who. And that is one of the greatest moves of spiritual growth you can ever make. Well, why is this happening? Why is this going on? Why is this happening? I don't understand this. But when you can move over here and say, but I know who is in charge. I know whom I have trusted. I know who I'm putting my faith in. I know who I'm leaning on. I know who is in control. When you can move from the why to the who, you have made one monumental step in Christian growth. It is powerful. Wisdom is required. If you lack wisdom... Einstein was one of the most greatest geniuses of all times. He said this. He said, To have been much put out by the Big Bang Theory of the beginning of the universe because that line of reasoning would force him to face the fact there was a creator. Wisdom is more than knowledge. Wisdom is the ability to take the circumstances of life and look to Christ in the middle of it. The Bible says, the goodness of God bringeth men to repentance. Judgment can only do good if you see God in the midst of it. Most of the time, the judgment of God makes people ill and bitter and hard because they never see God in it. Only thing that if you can see God in anything, it'll bring leads to good goodness of God leads to repentance. So there's wisdom required. There's wisdom requested. Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and not breath not. God says in in the middle, to be you before using, shake well. God said, now you'll need wisdom. And he said, listen. He said, listen. Ask God for it. Ask God for it. Isn't it amazing? We talked to everybody else about it. We talk, we go on the phone, Facebook, whatever. We talk to everybody else. 
Why not? God, I need wisdom to understand this. I need wisdom to make sense of this. God, just to be honest, I need wisdom. I need wisdom just to wrap my heart around this. Lord, I just need wisdom. Bible says, let him ask. And he said, God said, I'll give it. That word upbraideth means God won't quarrel at you. He won't fuss at you for asking. As a matter of fact, no more than your child being tested would come to you and say, could you help me? You, you wouldn't fuss at me. You'd help them. Same principle. God says, let him ask. Uh, just let him ask of God. God says, I'll help you. Now notice, not only the request, but he said this, but received, and it shall be given him. God says, it shall. Not maybe, not hope so, not think so. It shall be given him. When Job asked why, chapter 38, God told him why. He said, Job, it's been all about a who. I'm with you see a who. Job said, I get it, God. I get it. See, he, he, in much of wisdom, God's promise, and he offers it us to us. As a matter of fact, it's already ours, available to us in hundreds of precepts, proverbs, parables, and principles. It's already available. Most of the time, the wisdom you'll need is found right here. It is amazing. Bible speaks authoritatively in all aspects. Of, it deals with our social life, secular life, our sex life, and our spiritual life. Every part of life there is. It speaks clearly and it makes no mistakes. It says exactly what needs to be said. Here's the question. Are we willing to obey it? I will obey it. And let me say this. Again, I mean, being very, very, trying to be, I want to be very kind tonight. You, you, you've been so good a listener. But it's good to be dogmatic about the Word of God as long as you're dogmatic about it all. Don't be dogmatic about one part of it and then not dogmatic about all of it. It's all the Bible. If I walked up here tonight and I said, well, I'm gonna, we're going to use the, the, the NIV, why you pitch a fit and raise the devil, you'd say, well, I ain't doing that. But then, well, what's the difference whenever you disobey what God says in His Word and justify that? So the principles, the principles are in the book. 
God has given them. And he says, uh, oh, we need to be like Samuel. Speak, Lord, thy servants listen. But then I noticed something else. And this is amazing to me. Wisdom can be refused. And here's how. Note the instructions. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. But prayer is one that must totally trust in God. Faith is defined as the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit adds this. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is. And there's a reward of them that diligently seek Him. Few people need wisdom more than Moses when he became Israel's kinsman redeemer. He first went to Pharaoh. Pharaoh made the hardship harder. Moses runs back to God. Then God says, no, you go back. And the plague after plague after plague, Moses' faith grew. And at the Red Sea, mountains on both sides, an army behind, at the Red Sea, you see a contrast between Moses and the people of God. He says, their hearts fell in, but Moses said, stand still and fear, not, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He noticed here, he said, the instructions said, let them let come in faith. Let them ask in faith, nothing wavering. Nothing wavering. Sometimes we need wisdom. Comes as events unfold in our life. Sometimes it's not till much later we look back. And we see what God has done. He's, he's overruling and, and He's led in every situation. Number two, notice His illustration. He gives the instructions, but notice the illustration. Lamb asking faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven in with the wind and tossed. Nothing is more uncertain, unpredictable, unstable than the storm-tossed waves. It goes back and forth. It's up and down. And boy, I'll tell you something. It's so unstable. And then notice the information he said. Boy, it's powerful. But let not that man think he should receive anything of God. God said, don't let that man ask me for anything. He said, if you don't have the faith, and you're like the cedar's waves, just wishy-washy, it's waiting, just, just up and down, in and out, and you can't trust God. He said, well, let that, not that man think he should receive anything of, of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable. In all of his ways. God's not playing games. And boy, I love this in First Chronicles. I love this verse. Of Zebulun, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, with all instruments of war, 50,000, which could keep rank, they were not of a double mind. I like that. A double-minded man. 
God's answer to that is choose. Quit being double-minded. Settle. Then last, it's for our enablement. But let patience have a perfect work that she may be perfect in entire. Notice the last two words. Wanting, wanting nothing. You know what? What, I, what this is? Now, it starts out. Your life is, you're in the middle of a trial and a temptation and your life's in an uproar and, and it's shaking and, and, and God said, before you use shake, he's shaking, shaking, shaking. But when he's done, he said that you'll be mature and isn't it interesting? Wanting nothing. You know why? Because if you let God do His great work, you have Him, then you have need of nothing else. Job 38, through the end of that, that book, God said, Job, where were you? At the end of the book, Job said, God, I see you now. I know you. God, I have you now. He didn't need nothing. When you have, when you allow the trials and the tribulation. By the way, by the way, I don't control the ingredients. I didn't control the ingredients put in this. You don't control the ingredients. But you can control how you react when the Lord says, before using, before using, shake well. You can, re, you can decide how you're going to react in the shaking. And how you react will go a long ways to telling you just what kind of Christian you truly are. Now, I've noticed something in our church. We got a great church. I've, down through the years, I've seen a lot of Christians. And when the shaking come, they fell by the wayside. And a slew of them are not doing anything for God, serving God. And just life's wasted. That's, that's a shame. Life's just wasted. But you know what? I have seen some that... God put the ingredients in. Then he shook well. And I watched them pray for wisdom. God give the wisdom. And them become mature Christians and growing. And God's still using them. And I got a hunch he's going to use them greater and greater and greater. Now if you want to be used by God... You've got to be able to handle the shaking times. Kind of all joy. Dr. Howard Hendricks of Dallas Theological Seminary, he was an experience with a town's champion checker player. Dr. Hendricks, um, he was pretty good. He thought he got good enough that he would, he would take on the old veteran. As being the, the new one, he was given the first move. And after a 
few moves, his, his adversary put a piece in line of fire and said, jump me. So the young man jumped him. And the veteran, in a few minutes, he put another piece in jeopardy and said, now, you jump me again. And he jumped him again. And he thought, man, I got this, I got this game in the bag. And about that time, the old veteran went, jump, 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 jump. All the way and to the place where he said, now crown me. And he proceeded just to royally beat him. And afterwards, the old veteran said this. No good checker player minds losing an occasional piece so long as he's heading for the king's territory. I believe that's what James is saying. No good Christian. A good Christian will take in stride the trials as long as he keeps in mind the crowning day that's coming by and by. May I say, dear Christian, many of you are, and I've, I prayed for this message all week long. And that's a good question. What are we doing wrong? Well, that's a good question. Good question. I've asked that. I know you've asked that. If you're human, ain't nobody goes through a trial and says, Oh boy, I'm going through a trial now. Hallelujah, it don't happen. What am I doing wrong? No, it may not be you're doing anything wrong. It may be you're doing something right. God is standing before you using you in a great way. I want to shake you well. Shake you well. I wonder tonight, have you been in a shaking? Maybe tonight you'd say, boy, I think. I never see it that way. So, preacher, if I ask for wisdom, will he give it? He will. He promised. And maybe you need wisdom for your shaking time. Let's all stand to your feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Tonight, if you need wisdom,